Hello and welcome. I'm Michael Banks, and you're listening to Leadership Luminaries, the podcast series from PeopleSmart. Today, my guest is Sabina Weishaupt. Good morning, Sabina. Great to have you on the show. Good morning, Michael. Happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. You're very, very welcome. A um, little bit about Sabina. Sabina is the global head of learning and development. Uh, in fact, she's the, um, she heads up the Deutsche Telekom's global team of internal leadership development, learning and transformation consultants. And with her team, which is a diverse and international group spread over 10 countries, she develops large-scale development programs as well as short learning interventions in an experimental approach and everything in between, whilst pushing the digitization strategy of the company. The team's mission is all about accelerating a human-centered digital transformation. So we're going to be talking uh, today about how to best lead virtual teams in this crazy COVID world and in the long-term future as well. We're also going to be answering questions about, uh, for example, how do you create a close-knit, high-performance team and a microculture that supports it in these very challenging times. Sabina will be sharing some best practices around virtual team leadership, and we'll have some fun along the way. That's so, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so uh, before that, let me make a very brief first uh, of a commercial announcement. Um, and this show comes to you courtesy of PeopleSmart SAS. PeopleSmart provides innovative learning solutions to organizations in many countries, cultures, and languages, focusing on leadership and people development in the context of digital transformation, change management, culture change, and the increasing need for emotional intelligence. So let's begin with the first question. Sabina, what does global team mean in your case? Yeah, um, you know, global team, uh, you already said it in the introduction. So uh, I, I'm heading leadership and learning consulting. Um, so it's an internal consulting team. Yeah, and it's uh, allocated in the headquarters of the Deutsche Telekom team, which has a global focus. That's what it means. Yeah, so we have people spread over um, 10 countries currently that kind of, you know, aim to build the bridge between on one hand side, a global production of uh, formats, of learning opportunities, of trainings, and on the other hand side, the very specific needs in our segments and our businesses in various countries. Um, so to say, trying to solve that, um, not one size fits all problem, <laughs> yeah, whilst keeping up with the uh, efficiency that a standardized approach has. And uh, global means, yeah, we try to do that whilst we have people dispersed overall that can speak also the language, people uh, that have a better understanding and a shorter network towards, uh, yeah, the local entities that, that we are serving from a global perspective. That's right. what global teams, in my case, means. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Thank you. Um, you, know, I, you know, the listeners should know that you've been doing this. Uh, a lot of people now, a lot of team leaders in the corporate world, have been only recently um, challenged by leading a team virtually. Uh, whereas someone like yourself, not you're not the only one, of course, but uh, you've had five years of doing this. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to hearing some advice and tips and so on 
from based on that long experience of, of working in a virtual team. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. What challenges did you face in staffing the team or do you still face in this environment? Yeah, yeah. So happy to share some some things. Uh, yeah, as you said, it's by now almost four years ago, um, or almost five years ago, that uh, the staffing took place. And to be very frank and honest, it was my first situation that I suddenly had to staff an international team. Um, it was, uh, which I think is important to know, an internal staffing. So there was, so to say, a pre-selected group. Um, that uh, could, yeah, um, so to say, send in their applications. Um, yet, you know, the process, the staffing process as such, I was used to, uh, you have a posting, you get applications, you look through it, you know, the written form, you have a pre-selection, you go meeting the people, and then you move on from there. And maybe you have some tests or whatsoever, but you go from there. So suddenly that was not available. <laughs> And I said, like, oh, okay. Um, so still what we had was position has been posted. So that is still was still there. That was familiar. Application also came in, but here it started already. Yeah? Applications came in, uh, of course, in English, um, but not all people um, formerly, you know, had it rather a German team. So it was the same language level. Yeah. But now you you brought saw applications where you saw also various styles in English where you said, okay, is that now a decision factor? Yes or no? Up to which grade is it? And where not? <laughs> that was one, one thing to be very conscious about. If you put somebody aside the, from the beginning, just because you had the impression, hmm, yeah, could have been phrased uh, a better uh, in which way. Is that really the most important topic or is that something that can be developed? Yeah. Um, and then it came to the selection itself. And I really have to say here, I was blessed, so to say, or feel really still feel very blessed that I had the opportunity before I had went into that process um, to myself take uh, part in a training when it came to virtual leadership. And there was one exercise that helped me tremendously. And I really would like to, 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 to share that. And um, yeah, I recommend that dearly to everybody who is listening to do something like that before you go into a selection process uh, in a virtual way or in a virtual format. Um, I had the situation that um, on one hand side, I mean, it took place via, place via WebEx or Skype, yeah? So the regular tools and everybody is thinking by now most probably found some way how uh, and some tool yeah with which uh, people work um, some people at that time did have a camera some did not have a camera yeah so also here i had already a limited situation in some cases so in that training um, there was one exercise uh, i said earlier and that was really super helpful and that was about how to listen actively and how to listen differently um, with several years, so to say, and do that in a virtual environment. And uh, why is why are that? You at least I had the impression it was much easier to uncover. I would call it authenticity to uncover. You know the drive, the purpose, what the person is really saying. Yeah. 
and it took away the problem with the English language. It took away, yeah, <laughs> for some people, it took away, um, you know, the show factor and all of that. Um, it, it created quite fastly a deep connection. So I can only recommend to do something like that, get familiar and practice it then in the selection process um, to come to, to, to good results. And I'm very happy with the results. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a very that's, good team. That's really brilliant, Sabina. I mean, I... Uh, critical what you're saying absolutely critical there's the old um statistics which i think most people have heard by now have been around for a few decades which is what impact does a human being have on someone else in terms of a if you take a hundred percent of impact well it's 60 percent is visual 30 percent uh, is auditory and only 10 percent is is what the person's actually saying but when you're in a virtual environment with especially without uh, the cameras, um, you only have the auditory. So what you're talking about is listening, the, the importance of listening. And uh, I think uh, that is a critical skill. In fact, um, uh, if you don't have that, then it's very easy to misinterpret the, the resume. <laughs> you know what I mean? Indeed. How do you know the Indeed. person? How do you know yeah. the person at all? Um, exactly. So, so that's a, a good point. How, how do you then build team cohesion and the bonds between team members? Yeah, um, well, after selection, you know, team was, so to say, set up um, at that time. And I mean, of course, now that might be a little different. But at that time, I had the opportunity to start with a face-to-face kickoff. I need to say that, yeah, to be fair, yeah. So that was really, if there is a possibility to do that, I would also recommend it um, because it took away a lot of, you know, the curiosity and 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 that feed, yeah, <laughs> that curiosity uh, to really get to know people also um, in at least one and a half days. Yeah, it was not a long activity, but um, there was anyways a big get together. So we used that and had a little breakout. We started that, so setting up, um, but then, of course, we looked into how now can we, we get going. In that face-to-face, -face, what I did, um, and I think that can also be done in a virtual way, I made sure that this uh, event was something where each and everyone had to contribute. So actually, the whole event was like, you know, we had various agenda points and always a couple of two people, uh, which I, you know, put together in terms of, yeah, a mix yeah, of nationalities um, took, care, uh, took care of uh, the preparation. So they already had to, to meet up front and get in touch with each other to prepare their agenda point. Right. And then at the same time, within the meeting, they presented also not the, just the content, they presented themselves. So people got a feeling for, you know, they, they are not just sitting there as participants, everybody had to be on stage, so to say, and if it only was for 15 minutes. Um, but it left, you know, a little bit more of, of an impression. And, um, yeah, to, to keep it then on the longer run after that, in the virtual environment um, running, we did quite some activities and interventions for interconnection. For example, uh, we created at that point in time, I think many people are using that now, uh, this virtual coffee uh, yeah, element. So people were supposed uh, and asked to, to really meet informally. Um, what I found interesting at that point is um, 
we kind of had to make it mandatory. It felt a little odd, but we had to kind of make it mandatory. So there was even build up a plan of, so we have so many weeks to go, that many people in the team. So let's make a, every week you speak to two people. So in week number one, A speaks to B and to C. In week number two, A speaks to D and to E and so on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people were like, what? <laughs> Do I also have to speak to myself? <laughs> was one comment. Is it that much planned? And um, yeah, it felt a little, a little odd, but it was at the end of the day for some of the people extremely important to get an allowance also. Yeah. To take 30 minutes. And to talk about nothing else <laughs> but about, yeah, what, what, whatever their private life is and share a little bit of their families and their background and, and all of that. Um, so that game chart that we had, that was really, really helpful. Yeah, even if it felt a little oversteered from my side at the, at the beginning, yet uh, was very helpful. And uh, also what when it came to team cohesion and, and running also as a team, you know, not only feeling familiar with each other, but also starting to build results that are aligned. Um, I had an activity for the first three months, so I got to drop that then afterwards. Uh, but for the first three months, it was really the beginning of the month. What are the three things we all do this month? At the end of the month, let's check on how far we came into that thing and then have the next three months what are the three and only three? Yeah, not more. I mean, of course, there were more activities, but three things to put the attention to and move all as one. And that has been feedback to me by uh, various, I would say, teams outside and, and um, other leaders in other areas that they felt the team to be extremely, yeah, um, moving as one. Yeah, as I said it. And uh, that was also good for the team. I have to, to really say that. So that was, that was good. And the last thing maybe to share, um, I think we do that all the time uh, when you're in a leadership position, but in that virtual environment, it became even more important to do it expressively was to, um, yeah, to really clearly express your expectation in a very simple way. Yeah, to say, so I have three things that you can expect from me, three things that I expect from you. And do that on a, on a slide, um, do it uh, in wording, you know, in, so use all the media for exactly that. Fantastic. Or maybe I just really, a few things. <laughs> excellent. Thank you very much. Um, and especially the last point about um, sharing expectations with each other. Um, I think that's crucial. Um, yeah. So that it it's speaks to the idea that everyone can hold each other accountable, not in a punitive way, but in a supportive way, and also to ensure that everyone can get what they what they need and want from their yeah. colleagues, uh, because you don't want to sort of uh, one way traffic. So I love the give and take of, of that. That's beautiful. Um, so and this might seem an odd question, but what role does feelings play in uh, a, building a successful virtual team? Well, I mean. Feelings always uh, <laughs> play a very important role uh, in virtual or not in virtual. Um, of course, in well, my take on it is in a virtual environment, um, we go back to that active listening, yeah? Um, you need to really listen to get it. 
Yeah, uh, you have limited communication channels. Everybody knows that. Uh, yet you don't always think through the consequences of knowing that. Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, I really would uh, highly go back to that recommendation of do listening activities because the how people feel. Um, I mean, at the beginning, yeah. You just imagine you have. 10 countries or you have seven or 20 countries whatsoever people are sitting there alone and they feel at the moment first of all alone but they want to be connected yeah yes. so and, and then you need to 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 help them with formats and with the activities i as the examples of uh, that i highlighted before um to to get connected um and to build up and that is I mean, I think we, we say that a lot, but it is really true to build up that trust. Yeah, but that to come to that level of, of, of trust, it really means listen, take the time, listen again, <laughs> take the time, reflect back, laugh a lot. Yeah, that's the best oh, thing that's... you can do. <laughs> laugh a lot and you're good. You're good to go. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you talk about the, the sort of the loneliness that people might experience and typically often do um, in a virtual team. They want to be connected and they're, they're not. And I think um, just uh, the trust is crucial, of course. No, you can't have a team, a really high performance team without a, a strong degree of trust throughout the team. Um, and the trust means that if someone is upset, or angry or annoyed, you, with your listening skills, you can listen with empathy and you can listen with compassion. And it's okay for that person to express themselves because they feel that they can, be, they can trust the team. They can trust their colleagues and the environment. That little microculture I, I mentioned at the beginning. And I think that's crucial uh, because without that, you can very easily alienate people and they can, their performance can drop. They become motivated mm. and so on. So I think that's um, a really good point. You're going to say yeah, something? Yeah, Michael, I, if I can add up on one point here, I think you really, as a, from a leadership perspective, also have to take extra in effort into building the trust between you as the leader and the individual and extra effort to build the trust within the group. So whether, you know, they trust you is one thing and um, to, to, I mean, you, you can promise at the beginning, you can trust me and so on, but it, you have to prove it. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding then. Yeah. So it is not that, uh, you, you can say it, but they, they need to experience that. Um, and, uh, you can of course help us with a lot of individual talks, uh, making sure. And that's also what I did at the beginning that I had, you know, kind of body talks. So put people together in body teams. Um, and they had those two, we called it then the two-on-ones, yeah, instead of the one-on-one, we had the two-on-ones uh, that we had then, yeah, every week actually, yeah, to, to get that going. So that was building the trust with me, but also with other colleagues. And then over the time, the team also, and each and every individual needed to, to experience that you also can trust the group, yeah, that if you ask for help, that somebody comes that somebody is willing to share their expertise, their knowledge, their networks, their connection, uh, whatsoever that is. And um, for that, a lot of 
also starting, you know, informal activities are very, very helpful. I mean, you know, the classical WhatsApp group or something like that. Yeah, so that people have the space to drop something safely and say, can you help me? I look for, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, then also get, you know, various responses. <laughs> and yeah, the, these things, I think they're very simple, yet have a big effect Absolutely. on whether people feel safe. Absolutely. And you mentioned something like, yeah, we had various talks to quote you. Yeah. Now that, that brings up another uh, point that I'd like to make or question. Is it not in a virtual team too easy to fall back on only on texting and emails and so on and minimizing the actual real conversations? I, I mean, uh, the reason I say that is that, you know, having actual conversations, I think anyway, you tell me if I'm wrong, is really important in addition to emailing all the time. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, the, the email, from my, that's my personal ex uh, um, opinion. I really try to minimize it. It is great for sharing information, yeah? So for that part, for transparency about what you need to share, it's great. Um, it doesn't help on any of the other <laughs> needs you might have as a leader um, and as a team member as well, yeah, um, to, to connect with others. You still need um, to talk, grab the phone, um, or use um, the, um, yeah. Zoom or go to. The tool but honestly, you know, accelerated it even more. Um, but we, we, we use more and more tools that also help to have um, this, this possibility of being able to speak up and to share something. For example, in, in team calls, uh, we now implemented something, we call it attention board. So people can express if they have attention, we use it's called board because we use Kanban as a method <laughs> behind it, where people can say, I have something to tell you, I have to share information, or I have uh, something to ask, or um, I need activity from somebody. So they can put it in and, um, and then the whole team walk through that board, yeah, once a week, you know, not every day. Once a week, we walk through that board, everybody has the possibility to speak up and that also in a smaller sense, allows for a different team conversation yeah not the individual conversation team conversation for the individual conversations you need to make a really yeah conscious effort and time in your calendar so my calendar i can only say uh, comparing it to previous jobs and, and various leadership situations has totally changed um that these past years uh i have like I don't know, so many one-on-ones, two-on-ones, group meetings, whatsoever, discussions about sparring, sharing ideas, and, and on. Um, I have uh, really, you know, that's most of my time. Most of my time goes into talking to people, seeing how they are doing, helping on the projects, you know, sparring, reassuring them. Also that, you don't underestimate the reassuring. Yeah. You are on yeah. a good path, keep up do that yeah don't get distracted don't get uh, yeah you know it on, on, on like, a sidetrack sabina it sounds like you're what you're talking about you are a coach not, indeed, I mean, I am. <laughs> indeed i am you're coaching the team you're the team leader that yeah. coaches the team um 
So I think it's an important role for, the t for a leader is to be a coach as well. Um, it is. So that's tremendous. Absolutely. Fully agree with Go that. Ahead. I mean, I'm also, um, indeed, I'm also a certified coach apart from oh, that. Okay. Uh, um, some of these coaching techniques, yeah, um, come in very handy. <laughs> very yeah. handy. Um, for them, for, for the team situation, but also for myself, of course. Yeah, I mean, I always think that when you do coaching um, training, the most you learn is about yourself <laughs> and the tools you can use for yourself. Absolutely. That is the best part. <laughs> you know, it's, it's great you're saying this and, and, and I love your attitude. I mean, I think that, that one of the responsibilities of a leader uh, and certainly a, a team leader, a virtual team leader, is self-coaching, hmm. you know. To coach yourself, yeah. you know, literally yeah, to apply the coaching to yourself, to be conscious of, of you know, all that stuff. So that's great. Um, just going back very quickly to clarify, what's the yeah. name of the board that you use? This board? Uh, we, we call it uh, a tension board because what people are expressing there are their tensions. Yeah. So they feel a tension within themselves. Yeah. I need to share something. I need to tell the team. Tension. So, tension. Then, not attention, but T E N attention board. Attention, A, attention board, attention board. Wow. Yeah, and it helps. Yeah, it is a very nice exercise. We have it out out of one framework that we use. Um, yeah, because everybody feels constantly within yourself, and you look into. I really, you know, I can't really focus because I need to tell everybody. For example, easy things. I have to leave earlier, <laughs> or yeah, um, that and that is coming up. I can't be there at that and that time. Or I have learned in that and that session. I want like, but everybody to know that I have that information. So if somebody needs it, come to me. How should I do that? I can do it, of course, via email. But emails are not read. Yeah, coming back to you earlier. Yeah. So this tension situation, tension board helps to for people to do that expressively in a team as a group. Yeah, have it spoken, right. have it outspoken, yeah, and not just on, on yeah, email, on digital fantastic. paper. <laughs> I love it, I think that's really healthy. I think that's a very, um, it's, you know, it's like, you know, if there's conflict in a team as well, it's very important yeah. if there's trust, to, to feel free to be able to talk about differences of opinion, um, and to, to feel that um, you are being heard on that as well by the team. <clears throat> I'm sorry to go back on this. I, I want to be really clear for the listeners. Is it A and then tension or A-T-T-E-N, attention? No, it's not attention. It is tension. Tension, got <laughs> if it. If you feel tension, yes. you need oh, to I get rid it. of that tension. Okay, <laughs> and to get rid of the tension, you Perfect. put it on the board. Yeah. You label what kind of tension you have, yeah, to make it easier also for the others, that it doesn't get a whole, you know, you also don't want that to be like everybody just drops their whatever they have, yeah, so it also needs to be a little bit structured. We are still in a business environment, yeah, and, and it, it needs to be a little bit uh, structured and uh, for the others also, they spend their time on that, yeah. Um, to, to, to be valuable. Um, so everybody knows the rules around it, um, but it can really I think recommend that, something like that. Sabina, I've not, I've not heard of, of that before. I think it's a brilliant idea. I also think that it's what is important about what you just said 
is that you provide structure for it as well. So the combination of allowing people to express what's building up inside them and that needs to be expressed with the structure is, is, the, is exact, is perfect. Um, and that's really, I hope people are getting some value from this because that's a brilliant point. Okay, let's move on to uh, two or three questions now that relate to what has been happening in uh, the first half of this year. Um, the first one is, does change or disruption require any different skills or approaches than leadership as usual in a, in a virtual environment? Mm. Now with the COVID situation, uh, it's what you're asking. What is, yeah. so to say, changed? So from my perspective, so um, as, first of all, as we had as a team, this virtual setup now for years, uh, we all, and we, the whole team expressed that, you know, had, of course, it a lot easier um, because it was not that much of a change in the day-to-day, -day, in the day-to-day, -day, yeah? So uh, the tools, people were familiar with the tools, with the virtual tools, we didn't have to learn that. Uh, we did have, um, you know, certain ceremonies or, or meeting types all installed. Um, there was already reliability uh, about all the virtual um, challenge, uh, cha channels, and th that was all good. Nonetheless, of course, what I really um, have to say is with the COVID situation and then everybody needing to work from home, that still changed. Um, because I think as a company, um, we, yeah, we, we really were uh, very, very lucky to see that all of our employees were immediately, and I think we should take it as a privilege and as an honor that, that the reaction was that way, were immediately willing to move the whole business, so to say, in their own houses. And uh, what did what that did? What it was opening up, yeah, their private life even more to their colleagues, yeah, to their jobs. So the the level of I would even call it intimacy, yeah, was raising. Yeah, you you looked literally into people's house. You saw dogs, cats, children, uh, husbands, whatsoever passing behind on screens, and people allowed that. I mean, you also have to feel privileged that people allow that, yeah? That yes. they say, yes, even if I maybe not everybody lives in a big house and says, I have my own room and my working space. Um, people sometimes live in very small apartments and they have their dining table is everything, yeah? So it's really their dining table, their working table and, and everything. Yes. So they allow that. And um, I, to be conscious about that, to, to be thankful about that, to also make room again, and we, we added another format, so to say, that the team put up themselves uh, during the COVID times. I think many teams did that. Uh, we call it the recharging hour. <laughs> so once a, once a week, another half an hour, where the team was just, you know, exchanging on how are they doing, what have they found uh, as solutions, um, you know, uh, how, how this is going what did they do, you know, for those who have children with all the schooling and, and you know, really exchange on, on, on that level. And um, many said it wasn't about um, I need to get a solution. It was about being able to say it. It was about being to get it out, to speak it out. 
and it halfway up is already away from me if I'm able to say it out loud, <laughs> if I can just share it with somebody else. They feel so relieved. And um, yeah, that is definitely something that has changed uh, that we did not have before. Yeah, so this intimacy on one hand side to be conscious about that, to allow that to not react strangely if you suddenly hear the kids crying in the background, yeah? But just, you know, it is as it is. And, yeah, well, then they cry. Yeah? They go for first, yeah? It's kids. I mean, be clear about values in life, yeah? What is now most important? Yeah, then please take care of the kids now. It, it doesn't help, yeah? And we will find another time slot. And the world is not breaking down. Um, if you take five minutes out of the meeting or whatsoever to, you know, to take, take care of, of what is more important. Lovely. You know, um, that level of compassionate leadership builds the trust and builds the motivation and develops the team in a way that is sometimes not so easy if you're just purely being corporate. You know, there's like, there's my personal life, my, my social life, and then there's my business life. And I go to business. But nowadays, it's sort of the, 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 the barriers are down, aren't they, as you're saying. And that can be a very positive thing. But it can only be positive if you, as a virtual team leader, uh, allow for that, understand it, and encourage it. And, and you know, obviously, you're a, a great example of someone who, who lives that. And um, good for you. Thank you, Michael. But you, I think many people live that. I really do believe that many people live it. Maybe they do not realize it all the time. And, and for those that don't, maybe sometimes it's, you know, a lack of courage to do that yes. because they themselves feel pressured. And I can only encourage to be bold, yeah, and to say, yeah, but you know, what is really important? <laughs> oh, that's so, I love it. I love it. The authenticity, um, which is another great leadership uh, uh, characteristic, if you like. People love authenticity, don't they? They love leaders who are authentic. Um, it's inspiring, it's enlivening, uh, and, and you know, engenders trust. Yes, um, I think also people, um, like if they are also led towards that, they are allowed to show their own authentic style. Yeah, If they see that they don't have to copy um, they don't have to, to be exactly like, you know, like that. <laughs> well, what does she like? Is it, do we now have to be all that way? You know, if somebody is different, which is also fine, um, yeah, and, and actually it enriches. It's not only fine, it enriches uh, the whole team. Um, I think that is really also important to, to foster yeah. and to say, yeah, I mean, there are different types, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so, so this, is, um, this has been wonderful so far, and uh, I, I'd like to ask you, based on what you've learned about virtual team leadership and virtual teams as a result of the last few months, what are the learnings you think that have long-term application? And maybe you've touched on this already, but you know, if things get, even if they get back to no normal or whatever was before to some yeah. degree, um, what, what are the learnings that can be applied going forward? Um, well, first of all, I would really like to say um, going back to normal is not <laughs> the right thing. Um, that would be the first thing I would, would really, that is not, don't even go there. Yeah. Redesign. Start. No. I think that I have changed now. 
people had a great opportunity to learn. We had a huge acceleration on digital skills. Uh, people, as I said, have opened their homes to us, see that as, an, as a privilege, um, at the same time allow the privilege, yeah, also in their direction and, you know, that they also see the privilege that this is all going, yeah, it's, so in both directions, this is a great setup. So redesign uh, would be my very first thing. But uh, some things, of course, if you say long lasting, in which I also would not change anyways, are most on the, let's say, practical operational uh, level. Um, for example, I um, haven't, I think, shared that yet. What we implemented quite early uh, was, and it was a big discussion in the whole team, was one rule, which is uh, in the virtual environment, when we meet, it's one person, one line. So what we don't allow, and I think there was a lot of discussion going on currently about this hybrid mode, yeah? So some are in a room and some are somewhere, and yeah, then because you can't do it differently, have meetings that way. I can only recommend to not do that, not at all. I mean, if you have to, for whatever reason, then you have to. But if you can avoid, avoid. Because what it does is, if there are people in a room, they have different ways to communicate. And it creates a, um, it's a power game, yeah? So they have a different level of power in that room because they look at each other, they might laugh, they get distracted. The others are alone in their line are not part of that. So you immediately have like a two, uh, you know, types of, 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 it's not a team anymore. Don't do it. Say from the beginning, one person, one line. And for us, it was very strange at the beginning because people were in the big office. And um, so they were in the same call, but in the same room also, in a big, big uh, open floor space, but they were on one line. And even if they were sitting next to each other, they were on one line. And uh, yeah, I mean, theoretically, they could have looked left and right, but, but they still needed to follow here as well, uh, the screen. And there was not a big screen in the room, yeah, that they all could look at. Um, and that helped tremendously. And I would really, really recommend, if anyhow possible, avoid this hybrid situation of having people in a room, having people in the line. One person, one line, everybody's on the line, same level, and then that works really, really well. And can only can can only um, yeah recommend that all the time. Um, then um, yeah, I would also say the uh, um, long-lasting effect is not to underestimate, but rather really appreciate the opportunities for co common training and enabling. Uh, we did it uh, actually in after year one, so at the end of uh, um, well, a full year then, the end of 2017, we checked and did a little review on how much enabling we had on digital tools, on, you know, on products, on things, on processes, on whatsoever. And we came up with uh, over 70 with the whole team. Yeah. Wow. When you think, of, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of investment. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But uh, it is also extremely important because it pays immediately back in high performance in the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not only about the knowledge, also the, in the enablings, that is a super, super uh, uh, playground, yeah, for the team to get to know each other better. Everybody has something they can contribute, uh, show their strengths, uh, you know, give self-confidence, uh, creates a different relationship to other people in the team. Also, that is something I would 
you know, whether you do it as a virtual, we did all of that virtual environment uh, enablings, yeah? You can easily do that in a virtual um, um, environment. So pay attention to the enablings and rather put in more than less because they have multiple effects. It's not about the content. <laughs> it's the other effects that you gain for the virtual collaboration afterwards that are tremendously important. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Well, we're almost um, near the end here. Um, and there's one or two more questions I'd just like to ask you, Sabina. Uh, and just for the sake of um, recognition here for the audience, I'm talking to Sabina Weishaupt, who heads up Deutsche Telekom's global team of internal leadership development, learning and transformation consultants. And um, it's been a rich conversation, tremendous advice, some tips, uh, things I've certainly never thought of. And for, for example, the last point you just made, which was about um, having only one line, uh, because I've been in many, many international team environments over the years where you've got someone calling in from Hong Kong, everyone's in New York, you know, and that poor person is a disembodied voice, you know, yeah. or whatever. Oh. So, it's a mm. really well-made point that I think. Um, so, very briefly, what advice would you give to a new team leader in a new virtual team? Um, what priority should that leader have from the start? And maybe this is a repetition of the sort of things that you did when you first started. But if you could sort of say, well, what are the two or three things that that new person should really uh, ensure happens from the get-go? Hmm. So first of all, uh, look into your own digital fitness, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> that would be the first, the first advice. And um, yeah, I, at the beginning of, of, of this uh, call, I, um, I said it already. For me, it was the active listening yeah um a training that i really had doing it uh with an environment of people you don't know uh, hearing you know with different ears so to say consciously um that would be my very very first advice um to ensure that you yourself are um yeah have a certain self-confidence yeah and uh really can showcase uh, that you want to be okay yeah? because the team will feel they feel it anyways if if you are also hesitating and thinking oh no we have to do this now and it, I wish it would be different and can't we go back <laughs> and it was so nice <laughs> and just drop it you can't go back now enjoy you know you're, you're right enjoy it uh, with a positive mindset with a growth mindset, yeah, there will be hurdles on the way, but there also are hurdles in 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 face to face situations. And uh, just prepare yourself with some trainings that I really would would recommend to do. Um, that also includes some of the tools. Yeah, I mean, by now I think everybody has uh, has had exposure <laughs> to one or the other digital collaboration tool. Um, but to also get a little bit more familiar with that helps um, to take the, the yeah the stress out yeah uh, very very simple thing and um, apart from that I would really recommend as a maybe second advice make more room in your calendar for talks talk talk and talk so really plan your calendar for meetings. 
don't plan your calendar for um, I need to get on top of that topic. I need to, I don't know, work on this topic. Try to make as much room as anyhow possible to talk with the team and with the individual. So in various settings, so team settings, part group settings and individual settings and doing that quite, um, uh, um, yeah, a lot at the beginning. You can then ease down on the way. Uh, but do that. And the third advice would be, don't be afraid or, or, you know, even if sometimes things feel a little odd, I said that at the beginning, because I had this feeling at the beginning, I found it very strange um, to put in these, um, these are the three things we all do now. Or oh, these are, <laughs> this is the game chart for that you have coffee, um, um, a virtual coffees. It helps. Yeah, I felt not comfortable because it felt for me like command and control, which I didn't want, but it helped. It helped the team. And it was not something that has to go on forever. It is just, you know, that you give it a push and think of it as you allow people instead of uh, you have to <laughs> yeah? think of it as a positive effect um, that it might have for others, um, which might not think that they are allowed to do such things. Yeah, so to really set them free to do it. And you say, I don't even, you know, just don't just say, please do that. Uh, make sure that they do it and reassure it uh, with a few of, you know, a little bit funny game oriented, maybe um, rules and things. Maybe D3 would okay. be my top at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Thank you very much. Um, and actually, my, my, my only comment uh, after that wonderful summary is, uh, you're talking about courage as well. You had to have courage uh, and you're suggesting that a new virtual team leader needs to have, be bold, be courageous, coach yourself to get through your own anxiousness and nervousness and so on and, and do what's right. Do the right thing, yeah. the, best thing the best thing, you know. Um, yeah, and also rely on the team. I think, I mean, they are all people, yeah? So human beings, <laughs> they're all very nice people. So they mean well. <laughs> if you believe they mean well, they will help you and that's fine, yeah? There's no problem if you make a mistake. Um, just be frank about it. If it happens, if you see it, ask them for feedback and build up one step at a time. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Sabina, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, and thank you so much for dispensing your wisdom, because indeed you are a, a wise leader in my view. And uh, I hope the audience has gained a lot from your uh, various suggestions and tips and pieces of advice. So um, thank you for spending the time with me. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you sooner or later in the future. Thank you very much, Michael. It's been a delight. It was, was uh, very nice talking to you and yeah, hopefully some people can take a little bit of tiny ideas with them. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. And thank you, Sabina. Bye-bye.